tuned in. Yeah. We didn't do one last week because we had a one hell of an episode for you. We wanted to give you time to listen to the whole yeah, it's, episode. It's a two-parter, that one. Um, yeah. So we've got some stuff, or at least I've got some stuff that I want to talk about here. I guess we'll start with one of the theatrical movies I went and saw, which was one that I was on my radar, but wasn't something that I really thought much about until it started getting closer. And I'm like, oh, wait, maybe there's legs to this. Uh, and that's The Boogeyman, which is a horror film mm-hmm. directed by Rob Savage, who, you know, if you know anything about him, he directed this movie called Host, which is really interesting. Not my favorite, but it's pretty interesting. Um, and it's adapted from, I believe, a Stephen King novella of the same name. Um, stars Sophie Thatcher and Chris Messina. And it's basically like a, I mean, not basically, it literally is a trauma story mixed with like a demon monster movie mm. type of thing. Which sounds like it could be interesting, and it's just really not that interesting. And that's what mm. I kind of ran up against because the movie isn't really, really well made. Like it looks good, it sounds good. The sound design is next level in this movie. The acting is really, really top notch. Um, the editing is great. The VFX surprisingly are really, really tight too. Yeah. But it's a movie that I think that like something that you bump up against with horror a lot is just like how illogical can we get here with the way people are acting, the way yeah. things are happening. And I could just hear you as I was like watching this being like, are you fucking serious? Like, what is going on here? <laughs> just screaming. Yeah. Hate screaming at the, and I'm like, uh, at the screen. That's what it turned out to be because it's a, it's a movie that's also like a rules movie, which a lot of horror films are. It's like. This, the demon sure. likes this. The demon hates this. This is how we yeah. beat it. It's like a set of rules. And then no one... You say, what's it into the mirror three times? Yeah. Exactly. But then it doesn't follow its own logic. And you're just like, oh, it hates the dark. Or it hates the light. But no one carries a flashlight around. Even though we all have <laughs> iPhones. Like, it, yeah. you know, there's all these things that I'm like, I get it. But also, no one's making a smart decision, even kind of here, you know, in a yeah. in a movie that would really have made that a lot better and a lot stronger if people, if I cared enough. Um, yeah, is it like the script bending over backwards to like put these people in bad situations? It kind of, because you're like, why would yeah. you do that? Like, why? It just doesn't yeah. make any sense. Oh, trauma! They're traumatized because of this. And just I'm like, don't go in that room. It's like yeah. just, or or if you hear screaming coming from a room that you know no one's in, maybe go grab someone before you just open the door. Like it's just those yeah. things that like kids would never do that. So, um, like like knocking the cabin where it's like, oh, these four people are just going to kill themselves. <laughs> they're just going to. All right. <laughs> that had far more logic than this movie. So I'm know? in no actual danger here. Yeah, yeah. Uh so. Yeah, not not great. I will say, still go watch it in a theater. Like, I still had fun. Like, people were shrieking. Like, people were having a good time. It was one of those movies that, like, really got under your skin. Um, sure. But it's just, like, not... I couldn't sink my teeth into anything. I'm like, it's just surface-level everything until the very end. Um, yeah. And it just didn't feel worth it to me. So, Boogeyman, eh, two out of five stars. Not a total waste, okay. but... Not great. But not not a great use of time. No, definitely not. Um, I do want to mention, we've already talked about it, so I don't want to um, spend too much time on it, but I did watch How to Blow Up a Pipeline. You did. I did, which was really fucking good. Right? <laughs> um, and I'm really glad I did. Uh, just like great characters, great story, like real stakes. Yeah. Um, with like out much like exposition really to to – have to slug through to make the stakes. Right. Um, 
Yeah, I like really enjoyed it. Really beautiful too. Oh, shot on film, um, so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but we've already talked about how to pull up a pipeline uh, streaming on Hulu. So, yes. um, no, I don't think no. that's true. Streaming on Prime. Peacock. Is it really? Prime? Is it? Wait, wait. Did you wait, rent wait, it? Wait, 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 wait. No. Oh, I must have rented it. Yeah. Oh, I was. Gonna I think say, I re- Apple TV. Damn! If it's if it's streaming, I'll watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Psych. Psych. Um, but. I also, in the same vein, um, watched Shazam Fury of the Gods. Yeah. Not in the same vein at all. No. That's like, I shouldn't say that in any capacity because that movie is absolutely terrible. <laughs> um, yeah. I also watched Shazam Fury of the Gods. I felt so bad for Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu. I know. Like, I feel like they signed on with the, the intention of... Um, doing something with their characters totally but like just so generic so like nothing creative coming out of that script whatsoever right um shazam and billy batson are two entirely different characters like completely yeah um the brother there is pretty like the two of those are doing pretty good like twinning and whatnot but for sure yeah um just fucking plot device after plot device to explain the the script and like yeah you know don't think too hard and then the worst product placement i've ever seen in my entire life like was that supposed to be like a ha 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 point at the screen moment i have no idea um i'm wondering if like i mean i'm sure like i'm wondering if they paid to have that like if that was like a for sale product placement it must have been. It just kind of got written into the script and then they had to go get clearance. Either um, way, I mean, just abysmal. Just totally abysmal. Terrible. Um, yeah, I guess we won't spoil it because it's like the only like notable part of the movie, but um, it's, man, I don't know. You know what's weird about this movie too is like, well, the two things that I really, really rubbed up against, one... Zachary Levi, I just don't know what he's doing in this movie. And I don't think this mm-hmm. is quite as bad as people say it is. People are like, this is a zero star movie. I'm like, there was moments of that I enjoyed, but overall yeah. it just is so in, like inconsistent with everything, with the jokes, with the like with the moments of like kind of actual uh like danger. You're just like Yeah. It just feels really cheap. And Zachary Levi, like every time he's not on screen, I'm like okay, I'm kind of getting into the groove of what's going on here. Like when Freddie is at school with Rachel Ziegler, I'm like, there's something yep. here. There's some momentum. It's funny. Yeah. And then bam, Levi's back on screen and just doing like a different character that is so wildly different. For, and even they do the smash cut between like Billy and, and him and you're just like, it's not even close to the same character at yeah. all. And I don't know what you're trying to do here. And then the other thing was that the CGI is just next level bad like to yeah. the point where i was like what happened here like this movie yeah. got delayed a bu- like what happened with this like it the the the, the first trailer know. that released that's the same cg that you get in the movie like it's so bad i don't understand the final it's wildly third- <laughs> bad in like i feel like you can almost see like the edges of the effects like yeah. they're not like blended in with the scenery it's just like a yep that it's like you know in those old animated films where you like they walk into a room and there's the background painting and then the one object that they're going to interact with and it's like clearly like, oh, that's, yeah <laughs> yeah that's going to be the, that's the higher level of the cell that uh is going to move in a second right um 
But like, man, just so bad, except for the dragon. Yeah. The dragon was dope. The dragon was great. I Like, wooden dragon, cool. Cool. You know, um, I said this in my letterbox, but I guess we just figured out how to do CG dragons. And yeah. it's like a copy paste thing at this point, because that's all of the like capacity that this movie seems to have had. Right, right. Um, but the logic of the dragon too, she's like, kill them. And it just doesn't. Yeah. But instead it like makes them afraid. But then you're, I was like, yeah. oh, so that's what it does. But then later it just wipes out a bunch of people with a flame. I was like, what is this dragon? Yeah, it's like, it's supposed to be a Dementor, I feel like. Yeah, but also a dragon. But like, then it's not. Yeah. It's so, just like no logic. Just terrible. Oh God, just terrible. Not not good. Not a successful yeah. movie in any way. Um, I'll be interested to see if anything comes further from this i know i just don't, I don't know. know very unfortunate i hope not i kind of hope not. me too but this was a really sour taste um on a movie that i just wasn't planning on watching at all and i checked it yeah. out and i was just like oh god good god not good. <laughs> it's pretty much exactly what we expected yeah i know which is that normally doesn't happen but um i want to touch on something quickly that i started last week uh and it was because amazon prime threw it in front of my face mm-hmm and they were like, here's the first season for free. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's this show called From, which if you've been listening for a while, was one of my most anticipated TV shows of 2022, I believe. Um, uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, I clearly, if it's on its second, second season. season. Yeah. Um, which is pretty dang good. Not great, but really compelling. And I think like what we'll know whether or not it's great by the end of the show, because that's kind of what sure. the show entails. It's a little bit like Lost. It's like these people get stuck in an area that they cannot leave and there's supernatural forces pressing on them at all times. And it's more of a character. It's obviously more of a character show, but the characters are really well done. It's shot absolutely beautifully. Like the staging, mm-hmm. the blocking, like everything about this show, I'm just like with an ensemble this big and this colorful, like the way that they do it, it's just so well done and you don't feel like anyone is taking from anyone else and everyone has their time. It's a little schlocky with the writing and some of the stuff. You're like, well, it's a TV show, so I can forgive some of that stuff. Um, sure. But genuinely pretty scary, unnerving, and I love the premise of like you enter this place and you just can't leave. We, we don't know why, but you keep coming back over and over. Like I, That always gets me as a premise because I think yeah. it's like if they land the plane and explain it at the end and, it, and it's good, then it's great. Sometimes it's not as great. Um, but I have, I've had a great time with this show, like truly. Um, and I, you know... If you're like me, you'll watch the first season, binge it all, and then subscribe to MGM Plus to, to watch season yep. two. That's uh that's exactly what my wife did. Yep. <laughs> she uh like almost like at the same time as you, I feel like it I, probably the exact same thing happened is if Amazon fed it to her, she was like, What's this? Yep. Watch the entire first season and then started subscribing <laughs> to MGM Plus. It's you know <laughs> it's a great ploy by them. <laughs> hey, it's funny. Um she showed me one scene and she was like, shut up. This is straight out of lost. It's uh, there's a scene at some point with Harold. Um, mm-hmm. What's his name there? Perrineau. Uh, Harold, Harold Perrineau walking through the woods. Yeah. And there's like a dog there or something. And it is 100% the lost soundtrack. Yeah. Which was really bizarre to me. So I started digging and the music for from 
is uh, done by this guy named Chris Tilton, mm-hmm. uh, who is the, um, let me bring it up here, hold on, who is the orchestrator for a bunch of movies that Michael Giacano was the composer for, oh. who was the composer for Lost. For Lost. So oh. he did like all the, st- all, he was the orchestrator for all the um, Star Trek movies. Oh, wow. Uh, for Jurassic World. Oh my God. Um, for like Super 8, like all these things. So he's like, it's not Lost music, but it, but it's not far removed. <laughs> but it's pretty close. <laughs> and I'm like, it, I saw that and I was like, so he was channeling his inner Michael uh when he wrote that scene 100% and I know it which is hilarious exactly. considering considering Harold's name on lost was Michael exactly yes yes oh my god that's awesome I didn't even like that's that's so funny well because I was like oh was this conducted by or was this right composed by Michael Giacano but but no one step are. removed that's awesome yeah so if you got prime <laughs> check out from it's a, it's a pretty easy like you know, paranoia horror thriller, you know, that's pretty interesting. So I have two more I want to talk about. Is that okay? Oh, we're, we're clipping. Yeah, right we're on. good. And I've got one more. I feel too. like usually we're like way farther. Yeah, we're like 35 than, minutes. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so in addition to watching Shazam Fury of the Gods, um, I watched Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Yeah. Um, just kind of like in the middle of the day on a Wednesday, pausing from time to time to catch up on work stuff. Like, the way it should be seen. I was just like, oh, new new MCU movie. Oh, I guess I should watch that. Um, we were talking about Shazam, bad CG there. Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp. There's some stuff that just like... <sighs> yeah. Like scenes of them running away where I'm like, I'm looking at a green screen. Yeah. And like not even like a depth green screen. Like it's no. like they're running like in front of... It's just short of like running in place in front of rear projection in front of rear projection. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I don't know what like is going on with the VFX in these movies. It's crazy. It's gotta be a time thing, man. Cause I don't. Yeah. Because we've seen what 10 years does and you get way of water. Like it, Mm -hmm. it, it, but if you get three months to do, you know, Kang and his minions. Yeah. And it looks like shit. (laughs) Yeah. Or I mean, what was the other thing I just watched that I was like, this is really fucking good CG. Um, oh, I was, um, <laughs> well, I don't know how great of an example this is, but I was watching parts of um, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah. Godzilla. Is that the Brian Cranston one? No, that's the first Godzilla. King of the Monsters is the second one with um, Ghidorah and Mothra and... Rodan and like and it's just like a massive monster free for all. That's right. That's right. Um, some of the CG fights in that are fucking epic. Yeah. The like the fact that like I watched the scene where Ro- Ghidorah fights Rodan mm-hmm. and like Rodan is fucking gorgeous. But right. So it's just Ant Man and the Wasp. I was like, what is this CG? Yeah. And also I'm like a little bit getting beyond its own like rules kind of thing there. Totally. Um. And then Modoc. I I I liked Modoc. I thought that I, shit was like, so funny. I thought it was I thought it was like wicked funny, but I'm like, <laughs> I feel like the CG for Modoc got better over the course of the movie. I feel like the first shot, it looked like he just like it looked like a 
you know, FaceTime call with the wrong aspect ratio (laughs) or something. You know what I mean? Where like you put it in two, three, five, but it's really only meant to be a four, three that. Yeah. But like it got, I feel like it got better or maybe it just got used to it. But yeah. But I mean, it's so funny because I'm like, I guess that's what Modoc is. It's just like a bumbling moron. Yeah. Um, Literally but, though. Cause yeah. I think of the, the Patton Oswald, uh, yeah. The animated cartoon. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, it, I did like Jonathan majors. Sure. You know, people were giving him a lot of shit for not being menacing. And I'm like, he was, I think he, he was. was fairly menacing. And I don't think menacing what like, he was like not supposed to be so much a menacing character. It's just like a character that's like swatting it flies. Swatting it flies and like at the end of his rope, like I need to get the fuck out of here basically. Yeah. And like getting out of there, like he doesn't have a personal vendetta against Ant-Man, which I think is what happens in a lot of the like Marvel movies. Right. Where it's like, it's literally like, I'm going to, I mean like Ant-Man one, like it's literally all about him being like, I'm going to stop you. Right. Um, And here fucking (laughs) Kang is like, I don't, care about you you're just here now you're just in my way (laughs) let's go Um, yeah i will say spoilers for ant-man and the lost quantumania the fact that they beat king was a little bit strange to me and not that they beat him but i was like it's fucking yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp, dude. What? What? The, he should have eviscerated both of them no matter what. Like, it just doesn't make sense at all. So I was like, okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> well, and the thing that I really tripped up on, again, for spoilers, is like the the use of, of Giant Man and like becoming big was like, I think, well done and well incorporated. But also like if you're in the quantum realm, yeah, getting bigger should have literally no effect on you because you're already infinitely smaller than you are. True. How could you get bigger than? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, they could like, I could see them getting bigger, but it's like, you know, he could triple the size that he ended up being. Yeah. And be nowhere near his actual side. So like there wouldn't be any fatigue or anything like that. And honestly, like I kept being, why don't you get bigger? Just keep going. (laughs) Like get bigger, like just get like, Wipe the whole city out. You're in this whole thing and just get bigger than the city and go like that. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. But that was, yeah. you know, <laughs> I was already at my wits end with that, <laughs> that movie by that point. And I'm like, well, yeah. if you're going to go up, go up. Right, right. Keep going. Like, but, again, logic. Yeah. There's no logic. It's just let's let's craft a movie around these wacky yeah. characters and here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's, you know, fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's probably one of the most... One of the weakest uh, MCU movies. One of the most forgettable. I already don't yeah. remember what happened. Yeah. I mean, same thing with Ant-Man. So, like, that's my thing, like, is the Kang thing doesn't for a microsecond belong in an Ant-Man movie. No. Like, Ant-Man's not that kind of movie. No. You know, like, you, you set some stuff up, sure, but, like, you can't intro a major villain in like these low stakes, smaller tier superhero movies. Right. Right. And I think that was because Peyton Reed's like, we want this to be a, an Avengers level movie, but he can't fight Avengers level villains. So let's make them really small. (laughs) Well, and he like, and Peyton Reed, I think can't operate on like Avengers level. No. Like directing. No. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, but like, there were some interesting things going on, but there's just nothing. Just fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. 
agreed. Uh, I have one more thing to talk about. Do you have one more thing to talk about? I have one more, yeah. Okay. Um, in a similar vein, but also the complete opposite, I went to the theater again, because it's been a couple weeks, and I saw one of both of our most anticipated movies of the year on Saturday with a sold-out crowd, uh, and I checked out Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Technically part one, although beyond the Spider-Verse is... It is a part one. Be warned. It is definitely a part one. Mm. It stops in the middle of something, so just people were fucking like, okay. what? In the theater, they were like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? So Ooh. I guess I was the All only right, one who I'm glad I know that. that. Um, this is directed by Joachim Dos Santos, Kemp Powers, and Justin K. Thompson, who are actually different than the original three directors, which I think were, it's oddly works for this movie. Hmm. This movie is fantastic. I mean, we knew it was going to be. There was no way it was not going to be. I just didn't know how good it was going to be. This movie is one of the best movies I've seen all year, easily could be the best movie I've seen all year. Um, mm. I'm waffling between four and a half and five stars because I'm like, I don't... Into the Spider-Verse is five stars. Is this quite as significant? I'm not 100% sure, but it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. The art is there, and and they go way more with the art. It is like gorgeous to the point of like you're you're staring at something that's almost pure magic it's crazy what you're what you're witnessing and since they are going multiversal i'm not going to talk about the plot but you get all of these clashing art styles and art styles that mingle and mix together so well and different characters in different comic book styles in different frame rates like it's just and things that I didn't catch because I'm not a big comic book guy. So like there was a couple that people they showed up and the whole theater blew up and I was like I don't looks like a Spider Man <laughs> to me. I don't really know like what's going on here, um, but it is it's fantastic. It's it's really really fantastic. And the only thing about Pod I'll say is like it's kind of like a parallel story between Gwen and Miles um, in a way that makes total sense. And it mm. it it's just seeing their parallel journey together is it's amazing and. The the soundtrack is amazing. Every single song that was produced for this is incredible and it fits perfectly. And something that I noticed with the first one, but more with this one, and I saw this in a review, it's like, you can feel the Miyazaki in this. You can feel the moments of sitting mm. with nothing and just being with the moment for a minute. There's a couple times where the movie just halts and you're just left to sit there with Miles and like in a moment of almost mm. peace and tranquility. And it's just like, Movies don't do that. Yeah. You know, Mario didn't do that. You didn't have any moments where Mario's sitting there just like, let's sit with the... It's not about that. This movie is yeah. like a movie. Um, and it's beautifully told and beautifully animated. I can't... The animation is like maybe the best I've ever seen, which is funny because we're piggybacking off Shazam and Quantumania. <laughs> and this is like... I've never seen something so beautiful. Like it's 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 really something else. And I'm hoping to see it again, honestly, in a theater because it's that good. So... Nice. Um, Spider Verse. I hope you see it in a theater. I don't know if you yeah. will, but I've I I will. That like it's whew, yeah. I will. Chills, That's man. It's got so good. More than enough. <laughs> yeah. And That's I will got say more than enough. Uh, highest rated movie on Letterboxd of all time. Yeah. Of all time, four point seven out of five stars. <laughs> wow. It beat everything else. I'm like, and who knows if it'll stay there? But I'm like, that's sure. It's really incredible. So yeah. Spider Verse, go see it. <laughs> All right, um, damn, yeah, I gotta see that one so bad. Like, yeah, you do, you really do. I just gotta find the time. I know, I know. <laughs> maybe I'll go. Maybe ah, I don't know. 
I'll figure something out. Um, I know you. I want to talk about one more because it's this movie I watched that I've always, I guess, in the back of my head, kind of wanted to watch, but never really expected anything of. Mm. Uh, and that is 2008's Speed Racer. Yes, Wachowskis. Yeah, uh, directed by the Wachowskis. Did you have you ever seen this movie? I think when it came out, I don't remember much about it. This movie is one of the most insane visual things I've ever seen. Mm. Um, which like the original speed racer is, I mean, it's like a early, I want to say like eighties, early eighties cartoon, mm -hmm. maybe late seventies. Um, lots of bright colors, lots of just like, I want to say Japanese animation influence where it's oh. like, you know, backgrounds, just like racing. Yeah. You know, when like a, in, in like an anime or something where, a, someone does like a flying kick and it's everything like lines. Goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's all from speed racer that like is what speed racer is mm. and the ability that the Wachowskis have to capture that in live action is wild. Mm. So it's just like an insane, insane, insane thing to watch. And it takes a while because there's cars mm. flying all over the place. There's shit flipping. And I will say like the animation at face value doesn't look very good. Mm. It's very, like, you can tell it's CG. Sure. Um, there are issues with, like, cars feeling like they have weight and things like that. And, like, there's weird, like, you can feel the green screen on a lot of things. Mm. And I was, like, examining it and I was saying, like, this is, like, not great, which is... Like I'd never seen this before and I remember when this came out in 2008 being fresh out of film school and going, that looks like garbage. Mm -hmm. I can't believe the Wachowskis are like, you know, wasting their time on this. Yeah. Um, Matthew Fox is in it fresh off of Lost yeah. playing Racer X. Yeah. Um, but then like I got out of my head a little bit and I started watching it and what the Wachowskis are doing in this is brilliant mm. there are shots in this that are impossible mm -hmm. like it every little thing is done with intention and i don't mean like impossible like you know like oh cars doing not like yeah fast and physics. furious thing. Yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. talking like optically impossible mm. but it occurred to me that what's going on is this is all built like an animation frame mm. everything's plates Everything's like background, background characters, foreground characters, main character. Like it's all stacked. Right. So it's intent. Like I believe at least that it's intentionally built with this green screen feel. So it feels like a stacked animation cell. Weird. Which is like wild. And when you start considering that and you start considering the idea that like this is intentionally everything is separate. Yeah your brain can click into these things where it's like, okay, if everything's intent intentionally separate, that changes the palette almost totally that you're expecting. And then there's just some stuff that's like wild. I mean, they're doing like, you know, main character in frame whip cut, I guess, to the character standing like 30 feet behind them, like, but into a same close up, like car back to a car car. Right. And just like, feels like a racked focus kind of thing, but right. it's like, it's like it's the like, camera's physically It's a moving. focus and a massive camera move that takes like half of a second and then comes back and it's just like going back and forth. Wow. 
it's and when it you take away all the visual stuff like there is actually a pretty decent story underneath of it, all of it too sure yeah yeah like say whatever you want about the wachowskis like they do know storytelling they do um and it's not the most original but there are parts in it that you're like this is actually really heartfelt and this is like there's a you know there's father son conversations going here there's family there's like mm. um you know there's competition and you know loss and grief and like all this different stuff that's going on and like generational like trauma and all this right. different stuff that's like once you see past this like i said the, the word cacophony of visuals <laughs> yeah there's something actually there um which i was like really fucking impressed with damn i was like holy shit damn it 2008 willis who was like this is crap yeah it's actually genius um, <laughs> this is brilliant yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's Emil Hirsch plays Speed Racer, yeah. um, but it's also like Christina Ritchie and John Goodman and Susan Sarandon. Oh, man. Like it's it's a stacked cast. And like, I don't know, it's it's worth checking out. It's streaming on Max. Sure. Um, there needs to be a reevaluation of Speed Speed Racer, I think. It's it's bizarre because like your initial thought is just like this looks like garbage. Right. But then if you look at it with intention, man, it's like you're just like, damn wild. Yeah. Wow. You should watch like the trailer at least just to just to get my feet wet there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>